a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne, Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's Editorial Director, Katja Vuchtel, and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. The founder of Piccolina Gelateria, Sandra Foti, is here today to talk about an eight-week series featuring gelato collaborations with eight of Melbourne's top chefs. That includes Brigida Hafner of Tedesca Asteria, Hope Street Radio's head chef Ellie Buhadana, and many more. Before we speak to Sandra, though, we're going to head to a new distillery in Williamstown, which is housed in a Heritage Federation building that dates back more than 100 years. Williamstown has a new gin distillery. It's called Bathtub Gin Co. And it is a retired doctor's passion project, which I think is pretty interesting and pretty rare. And Evan Jones is here to tell us about Bathtub Gin Co. Welcome. Thanks, Katja. This is a place that lives in Williamstown in a building that kind of with a bit of a history around the maritime history of Williamstown. The Stevedores Association. So Stevedores being the people that worked on the docks back in the day and obviously not so much a feature of Williamstown for the last 50 years or so. The outside of this building, you've got brick walls, but then you've got this very big steel door that kind of opens up into what looks like basically a little kind of hidden den. So tell us about this space and also about the person who's now taken over it. It is kind of very much a nod to those Prohibition era speakeasies, which despite the fact that that has been in the mind of people making uh, cocktail bars for the last 20 years probably, it still has a certain appeal. And so Wayne Burke, uh, the gentleman who created the brand, has very much leaned into that dark prohibition sort of world. So you walk down the alley and you're into this uh, to this old Stevedores Association building and, and there's beams and, and bars from old pubs that have been demolished in the city and gleaming copper stills and it very much has that kind of prohibition feel. So tell us about the man behind it and the kind of gin that he's making. So Wayne Burke, a retired doctor, like he said, not his first foray into drinks making. He has made wine with a friend of his in the Barossa before, wine which you can buy on the menu, by the way. He was uh, quick to tell me he has 18,000 bottles in his cellar, so he's certainly familiar with drinks. So during COVID, he decided to start distilling. And there's a kind of a nice link with every new distillery that comes up. The, The scene is so locked in. So he worked one night a week for a year with Russ Watson from the Whiskery Bellarine Distillery down in Drysdale learning how to distill. And Russ Watson himself learnt from Bill Lark, uh, who is the godfather of Australian whiskey, so so called. And so it seems that it's just constantly passed on. And so Wayne eventually got to a point where he was distilling for himself and decided that he wanted to start distilling his own gin in Brunswick. Brunswick wasn't happy with that, so he's settled in Williamstown, which is where he's from. Okay, so he ran away from Brunswick and moved. Brunswick Council, no, no, they weren't weren't, weren't thrilled. So tell us about the drinks that you might that you might get. One of the uh, ones I love that you mentioned in the story is the cherry infused gin. Cherry infused gin, yeah, deep red coloured cherry infused gin, infused for eight weeks on uh, Australian cherries, I believe. Um, But I think most people think when they see these deep red kind of fruit infused gins, we are conditioned now to think of Four Pillars Bloody Shiraz. Um, They've just released a new Bloody Bloody Pinot. Pinot, I know. I haven't had a chance to try that. I'm excited to try that. I think you should hurry. I feel like they sell out every single time. (laughs) They really do. Um, But the difference between, say, some of those ones and this one is this one is really quite dry. So you get the flavor of and the aroma of the cherry, but it's not. It's definitely not a sweeter style. It's not like the old slow gins that they're all based on, right? Where there was a whack of sugar in there. 
So you're obviously going to get a lot of gin on the menu, but yeah. you mentioned there's also wine, I imagine some beers. So you can kind of pop in and maybe the gin lovers will get, you know, be completely satiated, but so will other people. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's like a cocktail menus that that use uh, house spirits that they're making their own limoncello, they're making their own lime cellos, and all these other sorts of things. So it's really it's not just for the gin drinker. And these places they tend not to be just for the gin drinkers these days. Are we eating while we're there? There's a small pizzas menu, and I'm talking pepperoni, margarita, barbecue chicken. So things that are quite simple, but the sorts of easy, carb-heavy food that you need when you're probably drinking a gin paddle or something like that. Right. I, I love the look of it. I think it feels like somewhere really different to some of the other, you know, very beautiful, um, some of the kind of more ostentatious bars that you might find around the city. This one feels like the kind of place you can really go and just have a very chilled out time with mates. Absolutely. And it's the sort of place that I think that Williamstown will really benefit from. Yeah. They don't have to come into the city for the uh, distilleries anymore. So Bathtub Gin Co. is at 25 Aiken Street in Williamstown. Its hours are Friday 5pm until 9pm, Saturday 12pm until 9pm, and on Sunday 12pm till 7pm. Thanks, Evan. Sandra Foti is the woman behind Piccolina, which is one of Melbourne's favourite and best gelati spots. She didn't begin in gelati. She did eat a lot of it growing up with her father, who used to make it at home. And one day she decided to leave graphic design, go to Italy, learn the craft of making gelato, came back to Australia, and seven stores later, we've got Piccolina. Sandra is here with us in the studio to chat about a really exciting series, the third of its kind that is about to start at Piccolina. Welcome, Sandra. Thanks for having me. So tell us about this series, which basically is a collaboration with eight of Melbourne's best chefs. Yeah, it is an epic collaboration. It's become an epic collaboration. And it started off like lots of different projects started off through COVID. And um, I was working with Scott Pickett when he had just acquired Long Grain. And I rang him and I said, oh, I'm sick of all the food I can get within a 5K radius. You've just acquired long grain. How about we do a box? It was before Provador and all that, that, that stuff. And I said, let's, let's do a box. You can design the gelato flavours based around, you know, the concept of long grain. And we'll put the two together, two great brands, and let's just see what happens. And it was a huge success. But what I found most interesting was the chef's approach to gelato, which is really different to a pastry chef. The flavours just packed the biggest punch. And I was fascinated with how his thought process went into those flavours. And from there, I just thought, I need to work with more chefs. And I came up with the, the idea of eight chefs in eight weeks. And I just wrote down a list of chefs that I thought were kind of cool. And I just wrote them in you know, DM on Instagram. I was like, hi, I'm Sandra. I don't know if you know who Piccolina is, but I've got this idea. Would you consider working with us? And the DMs came straight back. And they're like, of course we know who Piccolina is. And yes, we would love to do this. So who and were it, some of those first chefs? Tom Serafian, Shannon Martinez, Aaron Turner. Oh. Gosh. Star power. Yeah. It was, I mean, I just picked people that I thought were really just doing amazing things. Yeah. And they all said yes. And I was blown away. I still am blown away. I know it sounds funny, but when people know who we are, know what we do and respect what we do and actually want to work with us. Yeah. I'm like, I bet it's also amazing. a fun opportunity for them. It's something they don't get to do every day where they get to put their creative juices, yep. you know, to work in a different way. Yeah, definitely. And 
my approach to any project that we work on, it it doesn't come from I'm not try, I'm not trying to restrict them. It comes from a place of creativity because I see what the chefs do and what they um, how they work, and they are super super creative. So. It's about fostering that creativity and helping to bring their ideas to life and focusing always in on that at the forefront of the project rather than saying, well, you need to meet these, you know, cost of goods budgets or it needs to, it can't go over this or it can't go over that. I'm just like, throw that to the wind. And then I, I sort of can guide them into what I think will work. And also, of course, flavours that might work together on a plate in a hot dish or a entree are not necessarily going to be the same in a frozen yeah in a frozen version yeah equally equally we can reconceptualize an entree or an appetizer or something like that and one example of that is the work that we did with Ross for Sarai for this series I went to his restaurant and he gave me he plated up the, the little wonton the pineapple. And he said, I'm cooking this. Do you want to just try it? It's a Filipino restaurant for those who might not know. Correct. Yeah. And so he, and I said, oh yeah, let let me try it. It had nothing to do with necessarily where the series was was going or what one of the dishes he was going to create. But I ate it and I said, oh, this is phenomenal. Oh my God. Mm. Can you make that into one of the flavors? And he's like, are you serious? How? And I said, can we just can I need my customers to eat that wonton? Like, ha- so let's ha- do it. So how do you translate those flavours then into an ice cream? I'm assuming it just feels like, is it a savoury taste or a sweet taste? Well, that's the beauty in it is that the, the cup of gelato, it's it's sweet, but it has those savoury notes. There is a, literally a little wonton with the, the pineapple salsa and the caviar on top. And then we've he designed the gelato that went with it that was custom designed to marry back with it and you you literally are eating an actual wonton an actual wonton as in a savory wonton as in a savory wonton with the pineapple salsa that has all the beautiful sauces and all everything with the caviar on top and then it's paired back with the gelato so it's like gastronomic desserts little a little meal. A little meal. Let's talk about the rest of the chefs, though. I mean, the lineup is pretty incredible. You've got Brigida Hefner from Tedesca. Yeah. Um, please tell us about some of the other chefs you've got involved. Yeah, we've got um, Norni from Mabu Mabu, Ellie Hope Street Radio. We have Charlie from Clover Wine, Ella, author of Ella Ella. Um, oh, oh, Joshkin from Tulum. I miss Joshkin. So what is the gelato like that is going to take us to Tulum? So he's done one dessert that was his signature dessert and that's the the chicken pudding with the kadayif and it's topped with a, like a whipped caramel cream and cinnamon. When he told me about it, I was like, okay, okay, chicken. Okay, all right, this is chicken and gelato. Unique, let's... And he's just trust. It's just going to be amazing. And I said, I, yeah, I trust you, but <clears throat> this is, you know, like it's going to be challenging yeah. for our customers. But okay. And he said, come to the restaurant. I'll plate it up for you, and you can taste it. You just need to taste it. I was just floored. It was really amazing, really delicious. Let's talk about. Um, I'd love to know what Brigitte's got on in terms of her ingredients and flavors because she's such a talented chef. She's all about those beautiful kind of local ingredients. Yeah. Brigitte is a, was a pleasure to work with. She did 
so much of her own testing in her kitchen. So Brigitte um, based her three flavours on her time spent in three different places in the world, so Sicily, Jerusalem and Sri Lanka. And so when you um, experience those cups of gelato, you are definitely transported back to those places in the world. The Sicily, definitely with the the ricotta and goat's milk gelato. I want to check my notes so I don't get this wrong. Um, The lemon verbena sorbet, it's topped with a candied mandarin pine nuts and finish with a brandy snap. But we did lots of testing, but when we got it right, we all just kind of looked at each other and went, that's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Like that's going to be a favorite. How long is this going for? It runs for eight weeks. So each chef is featured for one week. So they basically take over the specials and we run their their flavors for one week each. So they launch on a Wednesday and then they finish up on the Tuesday night. So it begins on the 21st of June and it finishes up on the 15th of August. Okay. I can't let you leave without discussing your latest store, which is some sort of futuristic silver spirally um, construction uh, in the new social quarter at Chadston. Yeah. This looks really different to any other Piccolina store. Can you just tell us quickly about opening at Chadston and kind of what people can expect? Yeah. Um, I got shivers when you said that because it is really different from anything we've done before. We're working with March Studio. Obviously, Chadston at the social quarter, that was a really big move there. And I was really unsure about what our place would be within the social quarter and, you know, how it would all turn out. But it's, it has been incredible. It I mean, is busy all the time. And I have watched, I have watched yeah. the lines form. You walk into the social quarter and you see the kind of gleaming silver of Piccolina. So it's obviously been a success. People love it. They love the brand. The product's really good. All up, it's been a success. Great. Well, thanks for coming in and telling us all about the project, which I just think, you know, I think you're going to find people who are going back, if not eight times, maybe more, once they find a flavour they like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's always a lot going on with you. I mean, you have just hinted at the fact that there's more stores coming. I'm not going to ask you about that right now, even though I want to. But thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. I'll be back again on Wednesday. Chat then. Listener.